guys, welcome back to Keeping It OD Podcast, and happy last Monday of 2020. This is absolutely crazy to say, but I can't wait to see what 2021 has in store. And I thought, what a better way to wrap up 2020 than with a personal episode. I haven't done one of these in a little while here, so as I mentioned in last week's episode, today I'll be diving into why I chose to pursue a career in optometry and help you answer that question for yourself along the process. So I get a lot of DMs from listeners who are pre-health students that are still exploring different careers in healthcare, and I just want to let you know that you're on the right track, which is exploring and answering um, those questions and figuring out your why before you commit to a career path. Again, these are my personal reasons for choosing optometry, but of course, I'll be sharing them along with any helpful tips or information that could help you make an informed decision as well. Now, one of the big questions and usually confusions is why optometry and not ophthalmology, or what's the difference between an optometrist and an ophthalmologist? This is a question that you need to answer for yourself to figure out which career path you are more interested in, and this is also a question that could potentially come up during an interview, that being a job interview or a school interview. Now, personally for me, I didn't really um, decide on pursuing optometry until I worked. So I had volunteered with the Department of Blind Services and I shadowed some, but I accepted a job as a technician um, summer after my freshman year just to, you know, gain some more experience, knowledge, and exposure. Didn't think much of it. And after, you know, a couple months on the job, I figured out that this is what I want to do, and here's why. The work-life balance is great. Um, You know, you work usually 9 to 5 um, or 9 to 6, 8 to 5, whatever. Usually no weekends. um, You're not on call, um, and there's usually barely any emergencies. Now, just like any job, you know, things may come up um, occasionally, but this is not the norm. Um, Now, this is different um, from doctors who work in a hospital setting. So let's say ophthalmologists or ER doctors or any physicians in general, if you work in a hospital, you are subject to hospital hours and policies, which um, are not nine to five. You do have to work weekends and you have to be on call a couple of nights. Now, This lifestyle um, may be great for some people, but I just knew that it wouldn't be great for what I picture my life being five, ten years down from now. Um, It's also a very low-stress environment, and again, just like I said, any job, there's going to be, you know, the occasional, you know, tough patient, or you're going to have to refer someone out, or there's going to be a medical emergency, but Usually it's, you know, very typical. You do a refraction, you do, you know, a health exam and all of that. It's very, um, you know, mellow, low stress. And that's kind of what I wanted my future to look like because um, raising a family is very important to me and it's something that I want to be able to do 
And, you know, if you're working crazy hours, you're working nights or working weekends, um, you normally have to sacrifice your social life or your family life. And that was something that I personally didn't feel comfortable forfeiting. Now, if you look at that and, you know, like the thrill, the adrenaline rush from, you know, the emergencies, you don't mind working, um, you know, different hours on the weekends on call, maybe you do want to um, discover the realm of ophthalmology. Maybe you do want to do some eye surgery instead of just eye health and eye examinations. Now, the next thing that I considered after, you know, I worked in an um, optometry office and I got really familiar with the procedures and what my day-to-day would kind of look like, I had to consider schooling. Now, I was one of the, you know, few people that are fortunate enough to be able to attend undergrad and I'm Um, on track to graduate debt-free from undergrad, um, which is uncommon because college is expensive. Um, If you're not from the United States, you may not understand this, but it's not free here and it's very, very expensive. Um, So given the opportunity to earn an undergraduate degree completely free, uh, it was such a blessing. But I still didn't want to spend 10 years after undergrad in school. So I had to look at prereqs, the amount of schooling, and stuff like that. Now, when I looked at that, a few things stood out to me. And again, this was my personal experience with it. And these are things that I found to be on the top of my priority list. Now, debt is not as much compared to med schools. So for optometry school, you earn a undergraduate degree, bachelor's degree, um, and you complete the prereqs, you take the EOAT, you apply, things that we've discussed, and you attend optometry school, which is four years. Now, you could go on and do you know, more residency training, specialty training, but it is not required. So you could stop um, after the four years, you'll be licensed after you pass your national boards and you can go on to practice. With med school, if you want to go the ophthalmology route or is that something that piques your interest, you have to take the MCAT, apply to med school, get into med school, and then after your fourth year of med school, you get what's called a residency match day when um, you find out which residency program you've been accepted to. Now, um, I'm a person that likes to have a plan. So I like to know what my next step is. So by my senior year, I knew where I was going to optometry school. Um, But that's just how I like to plan out my life, and I know that not everyone is like that. So the idea of, you know, going through four years of med school, which is obviously very difficult, and then finding out, you know, okay, you matched to this residency program, it seemed like a little bit of a gamble to me. And, you know, I'm willing to take a risk but not when it comes to my future. Like, I wouldn't have been okay if I matched into 
anesthesiology or OBGYN, like the fact or the possibility that you could get a residency in something that you didn't want, either because your scores weren't too well or your ranking or whatever the um, problem may may be, I just wasn't comfortable going through four more general years just to find out, you know, I'm not going to be working with eyes or ocular diseases. Um, So that was one of the reasons. And then the other thing is, of course, the amount of schooling and the amount of debt. Um, Now, if you're comparing optometry school to med school, optometry school debt is significantly less expensive. And um, studies have shown that optometrists pay off their loans, um, usually within their first five to 10 years of practice, which is unheard of for medical doctors. Um, And that, again, goes back to what you um, set as an expectation for yourself and for your future. I do not like to be in debt. I don't think anyone does. Um, And again, I wasn't comfortable um, being in debt for such a long period of time. Um, if I can, you know, be in less debt. So that again was part of the reason why, um, why I collectively decided that ultimately optometry is more of what I want to focus on. Um, and with that being said, once you start optometry school, these are not four general years. You're not learning about everything. You're learning about everything, but you're focusing on eyes. You're focusing on ocular diseases, how all the organs kind of work together and how they can manifest um, in problems that you can see in your exam room. So you're learning the anatomy, the physiology, but it also shows you how that relates to signs that you can see in the optic nerve. Um, So. Again, I thought it would be more focused training, less debt, less schooling. I could do a residency if I want to, which I think is kind of the route that I'm leaning towards, but there was more flexibility. And then as far as scope of practice goes, it depends on where you practice. Um, I think right now there's three states um, that have an expanded scope of practice, Louisiana and Kentucky being one of them. Um, I know there was a third one, but can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so in those states, they train you and you can get an additional um, license. You can get um, certified or licensed in that state to do some um, minor laser procedures in office, which is, again, a huge privilege. And it's something that more states are kind of pushing for um, just to give optometrists and the more expanded scope of practice. Um, The other thing is, um, and that is a misconception that a lot of the general public has, and that is that optometrists only refract. They're refractionists, they give you a prescription, and that's all they do. That is absolutely not true. And working with different optometrists in different settings, I can confidently tell you that you are welcome to do 
however much you're comfortable doing or you're wanting to do to your patients. So I'm going to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. So some optometrists, they just do refractions. They give you prescription for glasses and that's it. Some other optometrists, you know, that do residencies in VA hospitals or in ocular disease, they really have a focus on disease management and ocular health. So they might do extra um, screenings like the OCTs. They might do fundus photos, optimap, retinal photos, visual field, things like that um, to further evaluate your um, the health of your eye. I've seen it go both ways. And again, part of the beautiful thing about optometry is that you get all the training that you need in optometry school. And then it's up to you, um, you know, what you want to end up doing in your exam room. I've seen patients, um, you know, diabetic patients that, you know, are completely managed with uh, by their optometrist. They do, you know, their yearly special testing screening. You know, they test everything to make sure that they're in line with what, you know, the expectation is with their PCP. And I've seen optometrists just do refractions, glasses, and that's the end of it. Now, as an optometrist, do you need to do a health exam on every patient? Not necessarily. You know, if your patient is relatively young and healthy and they're just there for a yearly checkup, you don't need to do all the extra steps, um, but you will have the knowledge to do so, which I think is really, really good. Now, the other few key points here are just things that I personally observed, and I would love to have that in a future career. Um, So working in an optometry office, you'll see a lot of tears. Some are happy, some are sad. Um, One of the most gratifying moments, I want to say, was a patient um, with cared conus, um, which is a corneal condition, and we had to do a scleral fit on her. Um, She, you know, she was seeing 2020, and all of a sudden things got blurry, and they wouldn't go back after she blinked. And, you know, it was time that she gets a scleral fit because, you know, there's nothing you can do with carrot conus. You can't do soft lenses. Glasses don't really help as much. The best thing to get you seeing close to 2020 would be a scleral lens. Um, so she came in. She was relatively young, still in school, didn't really know what had happened. So, um the doctor that I worked with, he, you know, made sure to break it down to her in layman terms to kind of explain to her what happened and how he's treating it. And when I tell you, as soon as we put those lenses on her, she started crying, hyperventilating. She could not believe her eyes that she was able to see clearly again, and things weren't just a big foggy mess. And that was, one of the things that just 
again, cherry on top of the cake just solidified my decision to pursue this as a career because you have the tools and the knowledge to allow people to experience life through sight. That is so powerful. And, you know, with someone that, you know, is fortunate enough to not have that issue growing up, I didn't understand that people can sometimes wake up and everything's blurry. They think, you know, it's supposed to be that way. And then when you go ahead and put, you know, a lens in front of them, a contact, and they're all of a sudden seeing details on trees, they're able to read, they're able to drive safely. It's something different. Um, and having the ability to do to do that to somebody is very powerful. And I wanted to be part of that community, um, which brings me to my next point here, um, which is the optometry community. Now, a lot of the you know pre-med students, pre-dental students, you can see that you know there's a lot of competition, rivalry, whatever, um, because everyone is striving to be at the top. Because, you know, they're competing for so many seats, all of that. Um, And, you know, I agree, you should strive to be the best version of yourself. But one thing that I have um, found in the optometry community is that it's very tight-knit and they build each other up. Um, I'm, you know, not even an optometry student just yet. Um, I'm starting next year. But just being part of that community and reaching out to different optometrists, um, different faculty members, different optometry students, um, all of them are very helpful. They're willing to help and lend a hand just to make someone's day and to help someone and make an impact on their community and maybe, you know, help someone make a decision to on whether or not they want to pursue optometry. And... I can confidently say this, that you cannot find this in any other community. Um, Not, you know, tooting our own horn or anything, but there's just power in the optometry community because we're all striving for one big goal and mission, which is to help people and help people see good and be healthy, live the best version of their lives. As much as we can possibly, obviously, um, allow them to do that. Um, But that was one of the other things that kind of lured me into really considering, you know, because when you're considering a future career, you have to look at it from all different perspectives. So I looked at it from a student standpoint, um, you know, as an applicant and how much it would be. As a student in optometry school, how much money I'm investing in this, how much schooling um, that this will take, and then, you know, ultimately my career. Because after you graduate optometry school, this is what you're doing for the rest of your life. You're sitting in that dimly lit room, you're doing eye exams, you're saying one or two, probably a dozen hundred times a day. So if you aren't doing it for the right reasons and you haven't considered every aspect of the job, you might regret your decision later down the road. And that is something that scared me 
for a while um, because, you know, you come to college and there's, you know, so many options and you're bombarded with, you know, all these majors and career paths. But you want to make sure that whatever it is that you're pursuing will line perfectly with your expectation for your future. And optometry did exactly that for me. Now, the last um, kind of point of comparison here between optometry and ophthalmology, particularly because if you really like um, eye care, you're usually between those two. Um, The other thing that was very important to me was the intimate patient relationships. Um, I work with a doctor that has been in the field for over 10 years. Um, He's very well known in the area. And he has patients driving over an hour to come see him. Um, That is not something that someone would do just to get their eyes checked. There are so many um, eye doctors around and you don't drive an hour to get an eye exam unless you really, really like that doctor and he just, you know, does a really phenomenal job and he does that. So as an optometrist, you're able to build those intimate patient relationships because you see them annually or biannually. Um, But as an ophthalmologist, you usually um, just see them, you know, for pre-op, post-op, and usually, you know, just for the operation. And then all the visits after that for post-op are usually handled by their um, PCP and their optometrist. now, if you you're someone that likes, you know, to cut and you love surgery and you think that would be, you know, really awesome, ophthalmology might be great for you because you're exposed to so many different cases, but you don't really get to remember any of your patients um barely ever because you see so many of them and you're only operating on them and they go back to their optometrist and he continues to care for them. Um, so these were just kind of my reasons and my thought process when I was kind of making a final decision as to why I wanted to pursue optometry and why it was worthwhile for me. Now, these are just my personal reasons for why I ultimately chose optometry, um, as opposed to any of the other healthcare professions. but. I suggest that you go through the same process. I am a big fan of lists, um, like I mentioned um, in the picking out an optometry school episode. Make a list of your priorities, what you value and what you see important um, in your future. You know, what's your five to ten year plan? Where do you want to practice? Where do you see yourself? Um, the next thing is really kind of evaluate yourself from the inside out. Um, You know, I'm an introverted extrovert. I like to spend time with people, talk with people for just short bursts of time. I don't think I can be, you know, in an OR entertaining a whole crew um, while I'm operating. Not only that, but I don't have steady hands. So this kind of, you know, blew it out of the waters for me. But all jokes aside, Really picture yourself. Um, You know, the infamous question, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? You should have a rough idea of what you would like 
to be, um, you know, five to 10 years from now? You know, do you want to be financially dependent, independent? Do you want to be, you know, in school, working? Where do you see yourself? Um, This is a really good question for interviews, but it's also a great question for you to evaluate what you um, view important in life and what you want um, from a career, what will fulfill you as an individual. And lastly, like I mentioned, the optometry community filled with resources. Um, I guarantee you, you can reach out to any optometrist. It could be a family friend, someone you've never met in your life. Um, Just tell them that you're interested and you want to learn more. They'll be more than happy to give you any guidance, any tips, any information that they have that could help you. Um, Ask around to shadow, to work. Any questions you have are valuable questions because this is going to help you decide um, if the investment is worth it. Um, And it's an investment in your future. You should view it that way. Um, not an investment in a degree. You're investing in yourself um, to earn the knowledge to be able to change someone's life possibly forever, um, which is huge. Um, So if this is something that you want to be a part of, I urge you to continue the research and keep looking, asking questions, and reaching out to people Um, Because people help people, and if you just sit in your bed and you just kind of scrounge the internet, you may find an answer, but it may not be the one you're looking for or even the correct one. Um, So definitely do your research. Um, You can DM me, reach out to me. I can connect you with um, someone that will help you, or if I have the answer, more than happy to help you. Um, But that is it. I know this was a rambly episode. It's kind of bittersweet, the last episode of 2020. This has been a crazy year, but I'm so glad um, that I was able to start this podcast and reach 30 states. That is absolutely insane to me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, tuning in, giving me feedback, and just enjoying the show. I love putting these episodes out for you guys. And hopefully 2021 will be filled with um, many more episodes. Um, There will not be an episode next week. Uh, We'll just enjoy the first week of 2021. Um, You can tune into old episodes that you may have skipped. In 2021, I will be launching two new series. The first series is a day in the life for optometry students in different optometry programs. I'll be interviewing them to see how their um, weeks look like, if they like the schools, what are pros and cons, and just some advice. So you can start sending me some questions and some suggestions for schools. I will read all of them. And then the next series is A Day in a Life um, for optometrists um, that did residencies in different areas, so contact lens, ocular disease, etc. So keep sending me questions, suggestions, all of that, even though we don't have an episode next week, I'll still be reading all the DMs and the emails. Um, So keep them coming. Have a very happy holiday. 
Happy New Year. And I will see you in 2021, which is crazy. So stay tuned. And as always, we will be keeping it OD in 2021. Thank you, guys. Thank you.